It is Thursday, the 16th of September, 2021. Today we're going to talk to the man who touched off the firestorm currently surrounding Action Lab Comics, because you're listening to the Handsome Genius Club Radio Show. Hey kids, welcome to the show. My name is Kingdom, Anthony Kingdom James, a.k.a. Anthony Rutgazer. We've got some more Action Lab Comics talk for you today, uh, but before we get into that, a little update on my own stuff. Uh, just check my Dropbox. Tenth page of Chance for Survival is there, and uh, uh, Eric, Eric is killing it on the pencils and inks for this book. I am so happy. So that Kickstarter is... Probably a few weeks away. Sometime in October, we'll get that going. Um, uh, I have some other uh, good news going on. We're going to talk about it tomorrow on the Patreon exclusive show. So uh, just remember, patreon.com slash my name is kingdom. Exclusive podcasts every Friday. uh, Videos, comic strips with bonus, uh, bonus panels. All kinds of goodness. On the Patreon, we just got a, a, a new subscriber in the last few days, and uh, Tommy Richardson, welcome aboard. Always love to give the shout out here on the podcast to welcome new patrons. Uh, so that is going good. Getting ready for Edmonton Comic Expo on the first of the month, first, second, and third in Edmonton. I'll be in Artist Alley, and I'll be hosting panels all weekend long. I think it's going to probably be two panels a day. I know I've got some sketch battles and uh, some other stuff. We'll, we'll see what happens when we get there. It's all it's all going pretty... Everything's coming up Millhouse right now. <laughs> uh, some new t-shirts are going to be released soon uh, on, uh, on Teespring, Creator... Spring, whatever they call it now. Spring. I think it's just spring now. Um, all kinds of goodness. Um, yeah. But uh, honestly, join me uh, tomorrow on the Patreon. Today would be a perfect opportunity for you to pledge to the Patreon. Join our join our happy little pop culture cult. Uh, <laughs> um, is there anything else I can tell you? Nah, you know, that's about it. Uh, we'll ramble on a little at the end of the show, but right now, without any further ado, um, let's get into our interview. Jared Lujan is the creator at the center of the current Action Lab Firestorm. The first issue of his comic book, Crash and Troy, has had four separate dates announced for its release to stores, none of which have been offered, or, excuse me, none of which have been honored by the ne'er-do-well publisher. When he tweeted about the lack of communication and broken trust, a floodgate of disgruntled creators was unleashed. He also has a brand new Kickstarter that launched earlier today, Thursday morning. Fellow Handsome Geniuses, please welcome Jared Lujan to the Handsome Genius Club radio show. Morning, Jared. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Ah, thanks for being here. I know that uh, things must be hectic for you, staring at uh, <laughs> staring <laughs> staring at a screen. As what what time this morning? You're in Texas, so uh, what what time did you launch the Kickstarter? Uh, I launched it at nine a.m. 
Okay, so that would be, I believe that's 10 my time. So in two hours, uh, you are already up to, uh, you're approaching $2,000 of a $5,000 goal. That's good. That is fantastic. So Yeah, uh, yeah, very, really exciting. Uh, I'm real sick of looking at a computer screen, though, to, to be honest. <laughs> I've done a few of these, so and i got another one coming up, so I, I completely empathize with you. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about All the Devils Are Here in a minute. Um, first, let's talk about Life with Action Lab. Uh, you had a book. You have a book. It exists. It's just uh, <laughs> who knows where the hell it is called Crash and Troy. Before we get into anything else about it, tell us, uh, give us the elevator pitch for Crash and Troy. Uh, Crash and Troy is about two idiots that ruin the entire intergalactic balance and have to fix it. Um, that's kind of the elevator pitch. The other one I've been using is uh, Lethal Weapon meets Guardians of the Galaxy. Very nice. Um, with just a splash of Deadpool, you know, just a little, just a pinch. Yeah, you don't want too much Deadpool. Because then, yeah. <laughs> then you spawn cosplayers, and if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, Deadpool cosplayers are the worst people on Earth. <laughs> I, I, uh, I told, when we were, when we were talking about the, using the language of like, oh, just a pinch of Deadpool, yeah. uh, the joke was amongst the group that it was like, yeah, there, there's too much Deadpool in the world already. <laughs> so let's just, <laughs> let's just do a pinch. <laughs> yeah. Well it's, well, it's like limiting your sodium intake. A little is good. <laughs> um, so how did you end up signing with Action Lab? When did that take place? Who was it that you spoke to? What tell tell us uh, how you got involved with the fine people he said at uh, Action Lab Comics? Um, I what, I pitched. I had a book called Dryfoot that got announced in February of 2020. Um, it got obviously it got delayed because of COVID, but um, I I, w- I really wanted to kind of roll some momentum with having another book scheduled to release ideally in 2000 in this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been, so we pitched, um, Crash and Troy in February of 2020. Uh, it got picked up, but we spoke to someone named Nicole D'Andrea, okay. uh, who, yeah. who was probably the last decent person I've ever spoken to, um, that works there. <laughs> but, uh, Nicole was great. Uh, she accepted our submission and, uh, we were signing contracts in March. Um, just before the diamond shut down and everything. Right. And um, did you have any contact at all with uh, with Brian Seaton at this time? No, I didn't speak to Brian until two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Two, yeah. So uh, a year and a half? Yeah, I, I, we spoke exclusively to Nicole. Okay. And then we were getting jumped between um, a woman named Lizzie uh, and um, Liz- editor. Lizzie, and she- I'll, 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 I'll just want to interject. That's Lizzie Seaton, Brian's daughter. Oh, okay. Okay. So maybe we were talking to Brian and didn't realize it. But mm, yeah, uh, we were getting drumped, drumped between Lizzie and uh, editor-in-chief uh, Vito Del Fonte. Okay. Uh so when did you first realize that there might be something wrong with uh your 
dealings with Action Lab? Um, pretty much a month into the gig. <laughs> so, yeah. a, a, so April of 2020. Yeah. So, so the diamond shutdown happened. Yeah. And, uh, I don't, I want to make it clear that like this isn't the, the crux of our issue with Action Lab. Um, we, we went, we were, not getting, and nobody was talking to us. After, after the diamond shut down, we pretty much never heard from Action Lab. Um, we got a couple of emails from them over the course of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, liter- I'm not even joking, like literally maybe two or three. Yeah. Um, so we, our contract said that we had to have the book completed in November. Um, we did not have, we kept emailing people asking them if we absolutely needed to keep working. Obviously, the diamond shutdown meant a lot of people stopped production on books. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we had emailed them and the emails that we got, we were under contract for November of 2020 mm-hmm. to have all four issues turned in. So the emails we were getting were basically saying, like we were asking, do we need to keep production on it? And the answers we were getting were, well, we're not going to solicit the book unless it's completed. So it felt really like, we were kind of in a spot of, do we keep working on the book and potentially violate our contract? Or do we just keep chugging forward, even though that's not really the answer to the question we're looking for? Right. Um, our team wanted to trust in Action Lab, and we wanted to trust that the COVID stuff was what was causing the root of the problems. Mm-hmm. And nobody on our team wants to, to blame action lab for COVID or, or say, Oh, you know, you guys should have, you guys, uh, were doing all this stuff wrong. And then it was actually COVID's fault, but none of that wasn't the our crux of our issue. So we just kind of bit the bullet and continued work on the book. And we completed the book all together in, in uh, December. Um, so just a little bit late, I think it was like two weeks late from our actual deadline. Right. Um, so yeah, we turned it in and, uh, and then from there, so I was already kind of bothered by the lack of communication, uh, but we didn't know what was happening <laughs> on Action Lab side. We had heard that there were furloughs, so we were, again, trying to chalk it all up to COVID. But uh, it wasn't until this year, uh, around April and May, where things started to get really bad. Um, and then in July, they were they dropped all, all, all the way off. Altogether. Okay, before we get into this year, because we absolutely have to, um, let me talk, let me, let me ask you about that, uh, you know, six, eight month period where you guys are working on the book. Um, was there any editorial contact at all? No. Okay. And, um, was there anything, any kind of contact from them besides, uh, we're not going to solicit this until it's all done? Did anybody, did anybody give you a heads up that they were going to be slowing down on their side or shutting down their office or furloughing people? Like, I mean, how did you even find out about the furloughs? Nicole told us that she was furloughed mm-hmm. and she was one of the people that answered the email. She said, I'm actually furloughed. I'm just answering your email because I'm spending like five or 10 minutes a week volunteering to, to help people keep in the loop. Um, so we knew that some people were furloughed. We didn't know how many. Mm-hmm. Um, we also didn't know that the offices were closed down. But um, nobody sent us an email 
about anything. It, if, if, if we didn't send the email first, we didn't get one. Right. And, um, there were plenty of times where we didn't get one period. So, um, we, we were asking if we needed to continue production on the book and we kept being told the only thing we kept getting told was, you know, that we're not going to solicit it unless yeah. you have all four issues completed. Okay. So, um, taking a, an, another step backwards here, you, uh, you submit your book to Action Lab. I'm, I'm assuming that you submitted the book to a few publishers. Yeah. We had, uh, we had submitted it to, uh, two others. I believe it was Scout and someone else, maybe Source Point. Uh, but we definitely did at least three. Okay. And, um, and it was Nicole who, uh, Nicole who picked the book and Nicole who gave you word that they were going to offer you a deal? I, it was, I don't know if Nicole picked the book. I, I think that they had like a group of people that chose it. I'm not positive about that. Right. Um, but Nicole was the one that we submitted it to and she was the one that sent us the email saying that they were interested in publishing it. Okay. Um, and then we, we dealt with her only and up until this year, pretty much. I think there might have been a couple of emails exchanged between our team and Vito towards the end of this year, of last year. Uh-huh. But, um, our primary contact was Nicole for the most, almost the entire beginning of it. Okay. So the, the only person that's talking to you has been furloughed. Um, so let's, let's move on to this year. Um, when did contact begin in earnest and uh when did you when did you realize that there was huge huge problems in your deal with actually i mean you've already you've already sensed obviously something is wrong the the company is shutting down uh because of covid you're not getting uh any communication from them unless you initiate it but tell me about what happened to you this spring. So the first problem that I had is that we got notes on the book in, I want to say, April or May of this year. Okay. Um, and I had hired our editor, um, Hernan, uh, because I was told originally that Action Lab wouldn't have any sort of editorial hand in the creation of the book. So I brought on uh, my my buddy and my editor, um, Hanan, who worked on the book with us. And then in May, we got notes back from Vito on art that had been completed um, five months ago. And uh, I, I said outright that I wasn't, no one's redrawing pages is, is exactly what I said. Is I was like, we're not redrawing anything. Uh, so we need to make it work with dialogue changes. And we did that. Um, what, what, were I, you, what were you being told was wrong? There was a an issue with with um I, I really I can't, I'm having a hard time remembering, but something wasn't clear enough is what we were told and we had to change it to where it had more of an emotional hook, I think. Okay. Um, I thought it was fine. I still think it was fine, but we changed it because we we're trying to be team players with this company. Okay. Um and uh so we did make changes to the dialogue and went about our way. And then um, about, I guess it was maybe in May, we were told, or in April or early May, we were told that the book was, though the book's release date was going to be July 21st with an FOC of, I believe, June 28th. Um, the 26th is sticking out to me too, but it's one of those. And uh, so to expect it 
you know, soon to, to start kind of getting the promo gears turning. Um, and the first big, big, big red flag that I had was, uh, we didn't get told when the book was officially in previews. Mm-hmm. We didn't get, we weren't told that we had a diamond code. Um, I, I found that out because I was watching the previews of the website because, um, and I'm not, I'm not even joking. I was like, they are emailing us almost ever. They're ignoring our emails. So I'm just going to keep my eye on previews world. So I know when it comes out. Yeah. And, uh, so we found it on previews world and finally had a diamond code. We go into, into promo mode. We're doing all sorts of things. Um, but yeah, the first, the, the, the first problem we had was with the editing pages that were done for five months. Uh, the next problem we had, the biggest red flag for me was not being told about the previous code or anything like that right it's bad enough that they're not doing promotion for your book but they're also actually hampering your promotion by not giving you the information you need yeah yeah and, and imagine so i've done this dance once before i i, I did dry foot was a was a diamond release so if i didn't know that if i didn't have the experience with dry foot how would i know how what to tell shops Right. What if I only found out everything after the, after the FOC was done? Right. And then my book doesn't sell anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're, they're not only hampering the release of the book, they're hampering how I get paid because we get paid off of the book's f- profits. Right. So, um, yeah, that, that was a huge issue for me. Uh, but we were already so deep, you know, um, we've got a four issue book that's done and, We've been waiting five months for its release. So yeah, we, uh, we got that bit and, uh, it just kind of went further downhill from there. Hmm. Well, tell us, tell us about the further toboggan ride. <laughs> How, Man, okay. what, what happens at that? <laughs> what happens then? Um, so man, well, well, well first of all, know. you're given your first, you're given your first release date and. Yes. Uh, you go into promotional mode, you're trying to drum up sales, the release date comes, and what happens? So, a week before our release, I had a comic shop reach out to me. Um, because of Dryfoot and my previous Kickstarter to Twin Blades, I have several shops that I'm really tight with, that I have good relationships with. Um, many of them I would consider my friends. And um, I had a shop, one of those shops reached out to me and said, hey, I don't have a copy of Crash and Troy on my invoice. Do you know what's going on? Mm. And I said, no, I, I have no idea. And um, so we reached out to Action Lab. Uh, and this is, again, the week before July 21st. And Action Lab told us that they were they don't know why it, it's not releasing. Um, they'll look into it, mm. which, <laughs> which isn't true. Um, they knew why. But, uh, the, the, cause they, they knew full well. Um, everybody there knew full well. They hadn't sent the book to print. So, uh, July 21st comes around. Obviously it doesn't come out. And then the week of July 21st, a month after the book was supposed to have gone to the printer, yeah. Vito emailed us again telling us that we need to turn in a credits page that they didn't have. So again, our editor is emailing us seven months after the book's completion, one month after the book was supposed to go to the printer, and one week after its original release date to tell us that we have to turn in a credits page because he can't send it to print without that. So, 
um, so that's a, that's a lot that <laughs> yeah. you can you can kind of crack that code just with those bits and pieces, you know. But uh, so we're told the week of July 21st that the book meets the credits page. So we, so we all know it's not coming out on the 28th because we know that the printer turnaround isn't that much. Um, I spoke to some shops and we pretty much they we were told uh, when we were told the 28th didn't come around when we were I'm sorry when we were told that the book wasn't coming out on the 28th they actually did email us for that one. Um, and they told us that it was a sizing issue. Uh, so we go, okay, so we don't know what to do with that. <laughs> and they tell us it's going to come out August 11th or August 18th. Um, so I just kind of chalk that up to being whatever, you know, I don't, you're getting me two release dates for a book. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It, that shouldn't be a thing. It's indie comics, man. Indie comics live and die on hype and pre-orders. Like, but whatever. Um, August 11th comes around and the book doesn't come out. Uh, I'm fuming mad. I'm, I'm ready to go nuclear. I'm ready to, lo- to drive up to Pittsburgh and ask somebody what's going on myself. Um, so we, in, actually the week of 11th, we email after the book doesn't come out. I think it was the Thursday after the 11th, so it would be the 12th. Um, we email Vito and say, hey, just cancel the book. Like, there's, there's no point. Um, in doing this and, and, and going back and forth, this isn't working for us. Let's just terminate the book. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we get told that the book is sitting at diamond and, uh, there's nothing we can do about diamond and your contract remains in full force. That's pretty much word for word, the exact email we got back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I have my own theories. I don't know how much about what was going on. Vito knew, and didn't know, and I'm not really here to speculate on that, but failing to release a book three times, I would imagine would be something that would crop up on, on somebody's radar at action lab. If that was the case. Yeah. Um, but as we started hinting, I, I think the week of the 11th, I tweeted out a video of me telling people that I didn't think the book was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep lying to people who buy my work, who support my work, who put it in their shops. I'm not going to keep lying to them and telling them, Hey, the book's coming out. The book's coming out. The book's coming out. And it's not. So after I tweeted out that video, I had all of these people reach out to me. And by the time that everything went public with our problems with action lab, I could count five people who had books that missed release dates for sure. Mm-hmm. Beyond the fact, beyond the shadow of a doubt, five books missed the release date. So, I don't know how Action Lab can blame everything on Diamond when it's five books that none of them came out. (laughs) And all of them had to be rescheduled and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, I don't know uh, that they didn't work. And then after, uh, I think two weeks after the 18th, I went public with our issues because I saw a sixth person tweet about how their book was just never coming out. (laughs) And they don't know why. Well, and I lost it. <laughs> uh, let, yeah, let's jump ahead to uh, the end of August. And um, Action Lab, on their Twitter, their social media has been inactive since last year. Their uh, their Instagram, both Instagrams for Action Lab and Action Lab Danger Zone, neither of them has uh, posted anything since, July, I believe, July of 2020. If I'm wrong, yeah. I apologize. 
But the Action Lab Twitter itself had not tweeted anything since New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2020. Then, uh, they, on August 25th and August 27th, they, uh, retweet the announcement that Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio has received a Ringo Award nomination for Best Kids Comic Slash Graphic Novel. And at that point, you respond to the tweet, and I'm going to quote it because it really is beautiful. You respond to, <laughs> you respond to the August 27th tweet by saying, I, for one, am glad to see that Action Lab is capable of using their Twitter account to brag about Ringo nominations but not promote their books or address why none of them have come out. Beautiful. Yeah, and and that was still me being polite, you know? Like, oh, yeah, I, se- I sense polite in here. I sense polite. Yeah. I sense, I sense, yeah. I sense, like, you know, like a math problem, X approaching. I sense bordering on uh, the loudest, that's the loudest profanity I've ever heard. Uh <laughs> <laughs> to quote <laughs> Ned Flanders. Um, so what's going through your mind when you see... Uh, we know what your response was, but what's going through your mind when you first see the tweets from Action Lab? I, I was just fuming mad. I, I was like, I can't believe that we we did all this work, the promotional work, mm-hmm. and we got no support from them. Um Action, I was told that they bought an ad in previews. I think what they mean is that they solicited the book in previews, yeah. which is an ad. Yeah. But, um, well, that's, de- it's, that's deceptive, uh, deceptive business practice. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, anyways, continue, please. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's a presumption that I'm too stupid to know that's not what that is. Yeah. And I don't really care for that either. But, um, I was like, man, why? If, if you're not even going to promote the book, why not just come out and tweet out something that says, Hey, this is why the X or Y date missed or X or Y book missed its shipping date. Because you, you put all of us out there to answer those questions. Yeah. And I don't know the answer because you're lying to me and I'm not stupid. So I don't know what to tell shops when they email me saying, Hey, what's going on with the book? I ordered 25 copies and. I'm not seeing them. Do I need to order down on number two? What's going on? And you can't even just say something to the people. So it, I have to not only promote my book, but I have to be the face of your company. Like I have to tell people that the book's not out because of the diamond thing or the book's not out because there was a sizing issue at the printer, even though I know the sizing issue at the printer. Well, I thought that was a lie. Um, I, I believe that's true, but it was their fault that that happened. Um, but like I have to keep coming out. And telling people that what Action Lab's telling us, and sometimes it's not good. Like, I had to come out and tell shops on July 21st, hey, it's not out because, I don't know, the Action Lab won't tell us what's going on. Right. Um, and when you miss that many release dates, there does become a presumption that it's the, it's the team, it's the creative team's fault, that we missed deadlines, that we missed something like that, and we didn't. Like, But um, around that time, we had shops that were reaching out saying, Hey, I haven't, I just checked my invoices and I haven't gotten a book from Action Lab and like that wasn't named a zombie tramp in like two months, you know? <laughs> um, and so 
all of us were just getting riled up more and more and more. And I just sat there with that Ringo nom, um, in the pit of my stomach and my team, I, 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 I ran everything I did past my, my group because we operate that that's how we operate. Right. Um, but I was like, I'm ready to go. Cause like, I, 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 I'm a, I'm a barrio Mexican man. I grew up in, in, in a real rough spot. I don't do things like passive aggressive. Like if I've got a problem, there's a problem. And so I'm telling all of them, like, we should say something because we're getting left hung out to dry and everybody's like, Oh, well, let's calm down. Let's, let's, we already asked them to cancel it. We're just going to see what's going to happen and da, 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 da. And then we saw this other guy who's like, Oh man, my book's getting held hostage. And that's when all of us were like, Nope, that's enough. Like that's, that's, I think it was Chad, uh, from, uh, blue lullaby. And I was like, nah, dude, it's on now. Now we got to say something. Uh Uh, I tell you, I, you know, I went through enough problems in, uh, 2014, 2015, 2016, when I was, uh, uh, releasing the first hero through action lab. And I've, I've told the story before I told it on Monday, uh, that, I found out about the the cancellation of the third volume of my book almost by accident. Um, I, I, number one came out, number two uh, didn't reach stores, and I had had problems with release dates from from Action Lab before. So I just, you know, I just, I just, it was kind of you know grin and and bear it, and. It was when I uh, emailed to find out what my uh, what my due date was for the pages for issue three that there was an exchange between people behind the scenes, which they accidentally left in the email chain for me to see, asking you know try try uh, trying to pass the buck between each other to decide who was going to tell me that my book had been canceled by diamond for poor sales. This comes off the back of a, um, a group call that, uh, I initiated with Brian Seaton, uh, before the, before the volume came out, before the first issue came out, where I asked the question, what can we do to improve the sales on volume three coming off of some, you know, some bad numbers on volume two? And the response I got was verbatim, I don't know, what can you do? <laughs> so the company abdicate, abdicated responsibility for uh, for promotions. If you're not going to help promote the book, why are you putting out the book? Yeah, and and why, why be surprised that something's getting canceled when you're not doing promotional work? Right. Like, you're that I, I think having an active social media account is the bare minimum. Yeah. It's absolutely. just the most the lowest thing you can do. And why is that? Why can't you do that? Why can't you manage that? It's nuts. Yeah. Uh for for us um for me personally, you know, the one of the big disappointments was the fact that they uh, they knew that the book was canceled after issue one, did not tell me, took the pages for issue two, and released them to Comixology. Never said a word to me about Diamond canceling, and just proceeded to continue on with 
with with putting my material on Comixology. And I don't know how you feel about Comixology. There's 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 an age difference between us, so I don't know I don't know how I don't know how your kids feel about the digital. But I don't give a I don't give a rat's ass about uh, about digital releases. Like I mean, it's it's great. It's another form of of putting the book out there. But that's not what I was doing. If I had set out to create a webcomic, I would have created a webcomic. And I wouldn't have needed a publishing company. I went to a publishing co- and I had put stuff on the web before. I had, I needed a publishing company. I found a publishing company because I wanted print and I wanted it distributed. I wanted it promoted and distributed and sold in stores. If that's not going to happen, what the fuck do I need you for? No, exactly. Which should be the question that any anybody getting into this whole industry should ask themselves before they start signing contracts. Yeah. Is is what the fuck do you need these people for? Because you know, yeah, I don't I don't dislike Comicsology, but I've only ever used it to read books that I couldn't find in print. Exactly. And and I don't think that indie comics do super well on Comicsology anyway. It seems like it's a big five market. Mm-hmm. So why not just put? So it seems like you're going to discover the indie books in the shop itself. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the and not telling creators is such it's it's nonsense and it and it reeks of a way of avoiding to having to pay royalties on any comicsology books you do have. Yeah. Because people don't know that's where they can buy them. I can't send readers there. So, yeah, no, I I, I agree. I, I, I just, it's ridiculous. It's ins- it doesn't make any sense um, as a business. And I don't know if it's incompetence or maliciousness but or some mixture of both, mm-hmm. but it just makes no sense. Well, I think one of the things that's happening now is, you know, my stuff is on Comixology under the Unlimited category, which means that people who have a subscription to Comixology Unlimited can read the book, quote unquote, for free. And there are, if you take a look at uh, Action Lab's page on Comixology, you'll find uh, dozens and dozens of titles uh, put into that category. I was never consulted about this. I was never consulted about this. But they're getting between one and five cents a read. And the first volume of my book has actually, actually went into profit in 2019, uh, based on how many, like more than 50,000 reads on Comixology Unlimited. That's fine. That's the whoop-de-doo. I'm not seeing any of that. I wonder how many of those people would have bought a, a, a physical copy or bought at least a, a, a full-price digital copy if they had been guided there. Um, I'll never know. I'll never know. I was never consulted about the move to Unlimited, and uh, and I stopped getting quarterly reports uh, after Q1 2020. So for the last six quarters... I don't know where the book is financially now. So, um, which is a breach of contract. Yeah. Which is, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a, 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 it's a very leaky boat. It's a very leaky boat. Um, 
So you make this tweet, the world comes out in support, uh, and what feels like dozens of other creators uh, who have had dealings with Action Lab pop up in in support and in uh, in solidarity with what you're saying, and uh, you know you got a hashtag going free Crash and Troy, which I love. Uh, <laughs> how many people do you think you have uh, personally been in contact with? who have had dealings with Action Lab? Uh, close to 20, if mm-hmm. not over it. I think I might just be over 20 people. Yeah. Who, um, who Some of those people haven't come out publicly, uh, and so I'm not going to name everybody, but um, we definitely have, you know, in the ballpark of 20, 20 people that I have directly spoken to, not even people that I've seen on Twitter who said something, but 20 or so people who I've spoken to who have an issue with the way that Action Lab has handled their books and has treated them, um, handled their books and handled their money. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we, I didn't, I was definitely not intending to, to do what, to have what happened happen. Um, I was just trying to vent and be mad about it and be public about it because I was, I'm all done being nice. You know, I'm just done pretending everything's cool and stumping for you and then you don't release my book. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was just me being mad and me being open about how I'm, I didn't think I was getting treated very well. And then the next thing you know, there's 20 people DMing me saying, yeah, man, they suck. And yeah. they did this to me. They messed with this. And then, uh, lots of complaints about them not getting their spreadsheets. And, um, I thought the funniest thing was, the funniest part of this was really when, when Brian gave an interview to Bleeding Cool, which it, it wasn't even an interview. It was a press piece. Um, Bleeding Cool was just, was just doing a fluff piece for, for, uh, yeah, two, Action Lab. Two questions with no follow ups to either. Yeah. Uh, and, and Brian went out and he said, um, you know, well, we had closed the offices during spring of 2000 and they only, I'm sorry, they, we just reopened the offices in spring of this year. Mm-hmm. And, and why didn't you tell anyone? <laughs> why didn't you tell anybody that y'all, your offices were closed? I don't think they have an office, to, to be honest. Um, but, uh, I can't believe that he didn't, that he said that. And like, like all of us knew, none of us knew. Nobody knew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what dealings have you had? What contact have you had with the company since, uh, since that, the, the Ringo Awards tweet? Um, I, after, after we, we blew up Twitter, um, Action Lab created, um, of an email account that creators could email. And it was really just, it seemed to be just Brian responding to those emails. Right. Um, Brian sent us and I sent to Brian an email about our book and, um, I opened up everything to be really respectful because, I didn't know, I had no contact with Brian, so I had no idea what he knew and what he didn't. Um, and so when I emailed him about our book and I was like, here's what we want. We just want the book to be severed. Um, send us a dissolvement agreement and we'll all go our separate ways. Um, Brian had emailed us saying that the books were sitting at Diamond and that he couldn't just, so what we were exactly what we were told was that we, when the books didn't get come out on August 11th 
Action Lab reached out to Diamond, who said that they had they had not had them. I'm sorry, they they had never received the books from the printer. So then he called the printer, and the printer discovered Crash and Troy and S Force, and I think it was one more. Oh, I feel bad. There's another one, but they had found our book and two other titles that had just been lost for a month. <laughs> had been so, lost, had been lost at the printer? At the printer. Like, and then he, uh, yeah. So, so, so he's saying that, he's saying that they were printed and they're just sitting on a skid somewhere in the printer's warehouse. Correct. Okay. And then he told me that those books had since been moved to Diamond, and that's where they were sitting. So I do want to point out that that means that we were, by Brian's own admission, we were lied to um, at least twice mm-hmm. because uh, there's no way that someone didn't know that a book wasn't at the front or, or wasn't at Diamond when they ordered the book to be shipped out. Um, so by Brian's own admission, we got lied to twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, or someone, or or someone doesn't know uh, shit about what they're doing. Yeah, like either you're lying to us, or you have no clue what you're doing, and no one's telling you anything. So it's either terrible management or or a lie. Yeah. So Brian tells us that he will let us cancel the book. If we buy three thousand dollars worth of stock of Crash and Troy that is already printed, mm-hmm. um, and we were going to do that, our team was not happy about it, but we were going to do it. And since then, we have discovered that much of that seems to not be true. Right. Uh, we believe that we have. So I can't go too into detail about this, but we believe we have evidence that 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 was never the case, and that the books were never at at Diamond. Um, until very recently, like I'm talking like, like maybe late last week. <laughs> so we've refused to pay for them. And, uh, we, I told Brian that we didn't need to talk anymore because I don't believe a word out of his mouth. Yeah. Um, and that they can send me a dissolvement agreement, um, that doesn't include money exchanged if they'd like. But, um, I have not received that now. Today's update that I just found out about is that it sure does seem like the book has been canceled at Diamond by Action Lab. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. I, again, I don't know anything about it. No one has told me anything. I've, I, I was told that it was too late to cancel it at a certain date. I don't know. I have, there's, there's no way to know when I'm being told the truth. So we have no idea what's happening with the book. But none of us are promoting it. None of us are doing anything for it. We don't want to do anything that involves Action Lab with our book. Mm -hmm. Do you mind if I go through the math that I did with you online a few days ago? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So uh, this is, you know, coming from my experience with Action Lab. You were asked to pay $3,000 for copies of the first issue, which they said had been printed and were sitting in a warehouse somewhere. Correct. So that was existing stock as far as they were concerned. Correct. But you but you you don't have proof of that stock actually existing until late last week. So, yeah, um we asked 
three times, four times for an invoice from print, the printer or diamond yeah. that showed where that the books existed. And, yeah. and over the course of like a week and, and some change, we never got it. Okay. So here's my conspiratorial math, which I presented to you a few days ago. If you've been asked to pay $3,000 for a set of books, I'm assuming that that's a 2,000 copy print run. At 75 cents, approximately 75 cents per copy, uh, 2,000 copies, or 2,000, yeah, 2,000 copies would be $3,000. Um, right. So, um, uh, if they're asking you to pay 3,000, uh, for something that costs them 1,500 to have printed, for right. a com- for a comic that you have already said, please cancel. That smells to me of a quick carny game where they they buy a watch for ten dollars and sell it to you for twenty. This it smells of uh, of carnival trickster bullshit. And, yeah, and that and that's that's the that's the uh, the quick and ugly math that I came up with. Spend fifteen hundred for something that you know is not going to happen, and double your money instantly. And it, it's been pointed out to me that at this point, the only money that Action Lab is taking in is from creators buying their rights back. Yes. What other money are they making? Other than, yeah. other than Zombie Tramp, which they're going to lose in six months or six issues, whatever, you know, however long it takes them to put out. I, I think the deal they made w- allowed them to release their last seven issues of Zombie Tramp. And cool. I have to assume that at least one has come out since then. So if they're going to lose the one money maker they have, how are they going to make money? And, yeah. and it appears that this, this particular game of three card Monty is how they're going to do it. I have myself been asked to pay, uh, what would be $18,000 American for 3,000 copies of a six year old, seven year old trade paperback that they can't sell and I can't sell and I don't want to sell. I don't want to sell anything with an Action Lab uh, logo on it at this point. But they're asking me, they're asking me for wholesale prices. They're asking all the creators that, that want their rights back for wholesale prices instead of cost. 18 grand isn't cost. 18 grand is them making the profit that they would have made in 2015, 2014 and 2015. The profit that they would have made back then, they're now counting on me to pay them to have my rights back. Those, you shouldn't have overprinted the book. You should have done more to sell it at the time. But for me to get free of you, you're going to reach up my backside and pull out my spleen and my liver. You're going to pull off one of my arms. You know? Yeah. So, it's, it's just... It, it it's it's it fraud, it's theft, it's 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 a ransom. It's uh, our books are being ransomed back to us. 
Correct. Uh, that that's exactly what what their whole shtick is. Um, it's shameless, man. It, it is it is one of the most shameless displays I've ever seen. Like you guys have you you, you have a stockpile of number one. That's dope. You had four chances to sell it. <laughs> yeah. You had four chances to offload it. You should do your job instead of depending on me to be your one customer. <laughs> Uh, well put. All right. Let's move on to better things, my friend. Uh, you have a Kickstarter that launched just this morning, just a few hours, three hours ago, uh, by three my hours. Book. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a book called All the Devils Are Here. Let's get the elevator pitch for this. Um, an exorcist with a dark past must enter the consciousness of a dementia patient possessed by a demon. Wow. Okay. Uh, the goal for this is $5,000. Uh, I just saw the number spin on Kickstarter. You are currently at uh, $2,200, just over 2200 bucks. So you are well on your way to, uh, to hitting at least the 50% mark on your first morning. That is fantastic, and congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, it, it's been it's been wild. <laughs> uh, and um, I, I believe a few days ago, you you tweeted out, and uh, I uh, talk about things I agree with. You tweeted out that uh, that you were done with publishers, uh, with with uh, indie comics publishers, that you would kickstart and release your books. Uh, yourself because this experience with Crash and Troy has just, I don't know if it's turned you off, it's opened your eyes, it's made you sick, all of the above. Um, it goes back to what I was saying. Uh, what, it, it, something that I said in 2014 to the people at Action Lab, I said, I need you to do this better than me. If you can't, I don't fucking need you. So, yep. it seems you have discovered that for yourself and, uh, this is it for you. This is, this is, this is the way of the future for, uh, for Jared Lujan's, uh, comics. Um, the foreseeable future. Yeah. I, I have a work for hire gig that I start next month. Mm -hmm. Um, that'll be a diamond release, I believe. And, um, but I don't, I don't have any plans to create pitches and enter and submit them for for acceptance until the book is completed. Yeah. Um, I would rather just put them all on Kickstarter and uh, go that route and have fun and and pitch it directly to the audience rather than having to pitch it to um, some black void of an editor's email. Yeah. And um, if if like I, I think my my general rule right now is that. I'm not looking for anything that doesn't pay a page rate at this point. Uh, I'm not going to enter production on something that doesn't have a page rate attached. Mm. Um, I, I sunk a lot of money into Crash and Troy, way more money than I, I guarantee you that, that Action Lab spent printing it. And uh, getting told that I had to buy it back was was an insult that cut a little bit too deep. And so I don't have, I'm not in a rush to get back into bed um, with anybody. I, I'm I'm pretty good at marketing my work. Uh, I've done a successful Kickstarter. Twin Blades looks like it's going to be pretty successful. Or I'm sorry, Elf Devil over here looks like it's going to be pretty successful. So um, 
I'm not really stressing keeping up with diamond releases uh, at this point. Right. And uh, and going forward after after all the devils are here, uh, you say you've got a a work for hire gig. Um, are you are you planning to do any more books of your own after all the devils are here, or are, are you? I mean, are you? Yeah. Turn, are yeah, you turned so, off by the whole process? Um, I I was debating pretty intensely about quitting um, comics altogether after the end of this year. As a matter of fact, um, the the whole experience with Action Lab has been pretty terrible, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, it, like being the 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 figurehead in a way mm-hmm. of, of of what happened it was also pretty exhausting, you know. Um, but I've got a really good group of supporters i've got a really good group of friends that are all in comics and i'm coming into this campaign feeling a lot better about like what i want to do with comics than i have before um i feel more comfortable with being kickstarter being at home on kickstarter for uh, at least the the foreseeable future Mm -hmm. um so i've got um two books that are that we're entering i'm entering production on one um at the end of this year uh the script's written it'll be an art production um, probably through March. And then, uh, Matt, who is the co-creator slash artist for All the Devils Are Here, he and I are also doing another book next year, um, that will also be on Kickstarter. So we do have plans. Um, there are things in motion as, as to, to getting this stuff off the ground. But, uh, right now I'm just turned off on publishing deals that, that expect us to fork up all the labor and then not release a book. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, to, going back to uh, Monday's podcast, uh, Michael Kingston, who is the uh, creator and writer of Headlocked, uh, I I think he really said it best in that why why would you give up the rights to your work of passion uh, if, you're, if all you need from somebody is their diamond code? You don't need it. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I, well, uh, if uh, folks, if you're looking for this, there's going to be a link in the show notes directly to the Kickstarter page for All the Devils Are Here. And uh, I, I highly recommend that you go check out Jared's, uh, Jared's Kickstarter and, and uh, throw a few bucks his way. You know, at least get the digital copy. Throw a few bucks the guy's way. He could, uh, he could use the support and he's a good, uh, he's a hell of a creator, so. What 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 are your plans for Crash and Troy at this point? If you uh, if you resecure all the rights, we we've had two people reach out about publishing it. Yeah, um, one more definitive, more one more certain than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, the team has also talked about doing a Kickstarter for that as well. Mm. Um, but as of right now, none of us have anything to do with the book because uh, Action Lab seems to to still be digging their, their heels on, on the book. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with action lab. Very good. Uh, any, uh, any last words you'd like to, well, tell people how they can find you, uh, online. Yeah. So I'm, I'm most active on Twitter. Um, it's at Jared Lujan, uh, J A R R E D L U J A N. Um, and then if you don't like Twitter, but you want to kind of stay in the loop on my books, you can go to Lujan Writes, uh, Lujan, L-U-J-A-N, and then W-R-I-T-E-S.com, and you can sign up for my newsletter. It's only once a month, 
and it pretty much goes over everything that I'm working on, and you get little sneak peeks um, at all the cool stuff that uh, artists are sending me. <laughs> very good. Very good. Jared Lujan, thank you very much for coming on the Handsome Genius Club radio show today. Well, thank you for having me again. It was great. Okay, kids, that's it for today. Uh, once again, thank you to Jared Lujan for coming on the show and talking uh, all things Action Lab and uh, and about his new Kickstarter for uh, All the Devils Are Here. It's going really well. I want you to take a look at it. Like I said, uh, there's going to be a link in the show notes, so just scroll down, hit that link, and go check out that, uh, that comic. Help support Jared. Um, yeah, uh, that's it. Uh, find me on social media, all social media at my name is kingdom. So Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, and the all important Patreon all at slash my name is kingdom. Uh, so Patreon show tomorrow. We're back here on Monday. Uh, maybe next week I'll have some really big news for you. Um, the Patreon people know what's going on, but uh, but I'll be able to tell you guys about it as well next week, hopefully. And, um, yeah, in the meantime, in between time, uh, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, take care of one another. Find some good trouble to get into. Your Uncle Kingdom loves you. Bye.